You're listening to Cutting the Curd, hosted by Ann Saxelby. You're listening to Cutting the Curd, hosted by Ann Saxelby. You're listening to Cutting the Curd, hosted by Ann Saxelby, broadcast live to the Cosmos on the Heritage Radio Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Cutting the Curd on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Anne Saxelby, and today I am joined by the lovely Betsy Devine and the lovely Katrina Vahedi, um, and we are going to be talking to you today about ricotta, specifically Salvatore ricotta, which Betsy has been making for the past how many years? Three years. Three years. Um, and it is an amazing cheese. And so we're going to talk to her a little bit about how she started her business and um, about the delicious cheese itself. But before we do that, because this is a cheese that does kind of inspire poetry and awe in many <laughs> a people or many a person who eats it, um, Katrina and I have taken the liberty during some slow time at the cheese shop today of composing some poems about the ricotta. <laughs> I've not heard it yet. I asked them if it was dirty and they didn't oh, give me a straight dirty. answer. It's all about cheese. <laughs> well, buckle your seatbelt, lady, because... <laughs> I'm ready. Lay yeah. it out. So there once was a Tuscan ricotta and these ladies, they liked it a lot of. They learned to make cheese that was sure to please. Try it smoky or plain. You just gotta. <laughs> <laughs> the first of many limericks and poems to come. Good work, ladies. I'm glad to see, uh, you know, you're working hard. We're selling cheese and composing poems. <laughs> we are earning our keep all at the no same doubt. time. No doubt. Well done. Um, <laughs> so we're going to pepper the show with random poems, um, both limericks and haikus, because um, Katrina as a linguistics major before turning to cheese was mentioning that the haiku is actually not even what it's not truly syllabic it's moraic so explain that um you lost me at like <laughs> i lost you at hello syllabic. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a smaller piece a smaller rim, r- rhythmic piece than a syllable and that's a mora so you can have small syllables or larger syllables and um, huh. the size is based on how many mora they contain so in a true haiku you count the mora not the syllable so really? you might we always think of a haiku as being five seven five syllables but it could actually be like four seven five or three seven five depending on the size of those syllables and their components wow so these are not true mosaic haiku they're just syllabic haiku which would be more familiar to us as english speakers do you have some like linguistics professor that's going to call in and and yell at you god i hope not (laughs) (laughs) i didn't pass out the number so (laughs) that was not a true mora (laughs) fail yeah (laughs) we'll see um well so tell us a little bit about betsy how um how you came well actually let's talk a little bit about your culinary background first of all are you italian um there's a little italian in me i i I don't think there's as much as I, I would like there to be, but <laughs> what, what, what there is, I, I embrace. Okay. I'm mostly like from the land of the limericks. Um, ah, so this is quite fitting then. Exactly. Good. So, yes. We didn't even know. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
we should think about that with all of our guests in yeah. the future. Where are they from? What kind of poetry can we uh, compose, compose for them? Right, right. Yes. I think that's going <laughs> to yeah. uh, like it might be a second career for you guys. <laughs> all right. So you're mildly Italian, um, but you're uh, you're highly steeped in Italian cooking. Um, yeah, I think, well, I know, um, before I started this project, I was in, in the cooking world and, um, it wasn't necessarily geared towards Italian. Um, uh, but you know, once one is cooking, there's a, there's a lot of Italian influences, yeah. uh, French, you know, all over the world, but that's kind of my background and that's where this project was born out of just, I think, it could have happened anyways, but um, when you're a cook and you try something, your next step is to try to replicate it, and that's what happened with, with the cheese. I tried it um, at Salvatore's in Ateca, which we can talk about later, in Italy, and we got back home. I couldn't find it on the market. I tried to... My next step was like, well, maybe I can make it. Yeah. And um, we did it at our house, and... It turned out pretty well. We liked it. Well, so that's interesting. So you didn't start off with the notion of wanting to become a cheesemaker. You went and visited Italy and met this crazy, crazy cat named Salvatore, and he right. kind of inspired you guys? Yeah. Um, Had you ever thought about making cheese before at all? Not or? at all. Not at all. I mean, I yeah, this whole like cheesemaker thing, yeah, I feel like it's not even fitting. Like I don't, Like, I don't... I don't know that that I am that. I feel like I'm just kind of following something that I really like, and um, I don't know. Like we didn't, we didn't expect it at all. It, it fell in our laps, and and here we are. That's the best thing. I always <laughs> say that too. If somebody would have told me when I was 18 that I was gonna like or spend the rest of my life selling cheese, I would have been like. Get the fuck out. Like, no way. <laughs> totally. yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird. I mean, that's a, that's life. That's you how never it happens. Know. You never know what's going to do. Yeah, you wake up and you're mm -hmm. like, wait a minute. How did I get here? So how did you find this guy, Salvatore, in the first place? Um. Well, we the short story is uh, my wife, Rachel, who may join us in a minute, is like fabulous. And one of her greatest charms is like she can chat up anything it's true including <laughs> she might kill me for saying this like a wall <laughs> um <laughs> and she <clears throat> she we went into this anateca she met the owner and just kind of hit it hit it off with him and the owner was salvatore and, and where was this Inoteca? In San Gimignano. Inoteca Beautiful just, town. Is that a, just a restaurant or a bistro or what? It's uh, it's basically like the the Italians were so cool because they combine the wine shop with the oh. like eatery, okay. um, and it's called the Inoteca. Um, so yeah, he has this place, and actually, there's a little bit of a misconception with like our ricotta, like. People always think that Salvatore taught us to make it. And in fact, he kind of didn't. He, when we ate at his Inateca, he served us ricotta that oh. he didn't make. But oh. it just kind of, you know, it made an impression, obviously. But he also made an impression. This is why, like, we named the company after him. Was, like, he was just and is the coolest guy and, like, just kind of embraces that. 
I don't know, lust for life. And Joie de vivre. Exactly. Is, is there an, an, an Italian expression <laughs> for that? I trying to think of the Italian like, <laughs> translation, but... Molto vivace? Yeah, molto bene. <laughs> I don't know, but he's got it in, like... Um, molto vivace. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's more than, like, this particular product that we're making, like, in his name, like... We wanted to name our, our, our entire, like, concept over about, or we wanted to name it for, like, that kind of idea. That's awesome. Yeah. So what made Zinoteca so special? Like, when you walked in, what was it like? He made it special. I mean, he's there every day of the year. Yeah. We've been to his house subsequently. Like, we've come to know him quite well, and he lives in this, like, house that's, like, approximately, like, 4,000 years old. <laughs> um, and it's literally like medieval and it's not it's like the coolest house i've ever seen but it's not like fancy for there it's like kind of just like this normal house um and he wakes up in the morning like says goodbye to his wife who's fantastic and his two kids he like plucks rosemary out of his yard and like time like brings that down to the shop and like just is there every day and serves these like it's simple food like you know you'd expect in Italy but it's just like there's something about like him being there it's made from the heart um wow that is kind of like special yeah yeah that reminds me of did you ever see the movie Vitus no anybody Oh man, it's kind of a you dorky movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's about this little. It's it's a it's um uh a movie um that came out a couple years ago, and it's in German. But it's about this little kid who's kind of this piano virtuoso genius, and um, you know, he's as a result of his talent, he's kind of a, a little asshole, and like no one really likes him that much, and yeah. so he you know he has a hard time fitting in but um the one person who really under- understands him is his grandpa who's kind of this old kook and he you know wants to fly airplanes and like do all this crazy stuff and um and he's like that he like wanders through town and like picks flowers in people's front yards and like anyways Very when you're talking about salvatore picking the rosemary and thyme from yeah. his front yard i was thinking about this scene in the movie um uh, yeah no i mean there's something so cool about it and like i feel like I don't know. My experience has never really been like that growing up in like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be as bold as to say America, but like where whatever my experience was, it's it was it's not that cool. It's like you go to the stop and shop or whatever. We don't have that connection. Absolutely. Exactly. Or that community, like the whole act of pulling something out of your front yard and then serving it to your townspeople or your, you yeah, know. Everyone's going to say, oh, is that safe? Right, right, like right. that's the concern. Right. Or like people would be like, "What the hell is that?" Like no one has rosemary in their front yard. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a cheese in California, the Harley Farms goat cheese. Oh, with the have you seen those? On it? Yeah. yeah, and they have these little beautiful edible flowers on top that come just from their garden. They're organic flowers from their garden. And as a retailer, it's really nice to have that kind of touch of home on the product that you're selling. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It really does make it kind of more more intimate in a way, even well, though you're still buying a product to eat it, but. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, well, I always like to say Salvatore is our most local cheese. We try to, <laughs> to source the most local cheese possible. <laughs> and I mean, I live in Carroll Gardens in fourth place, and, and you guys are just a couple blocks away. And so I say, right. you know, right, right, <laughs> it's pretty right. local. Yeah, <laughs> I can't get much more local than that. <laughs> um, 
Um, so, so Salvatore, so his way of, of life and, and running his business, um, has he been to see your operation here in New York yet? He hasn't been here. We're trying to lure him over. I mean, like, he's the kind of guy that doesn't have a computer. Like, he is English is getting there. Um, but parliamo italiano. (laughs) Yeah. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Has he been to the U.S. before? He, I don't think so. Okay. Like, definitely not to New York. We've talked about New York. And I don't think he's been to to the U.S. Wow. I could be wrong. Salvatore, wow. if you're hearing, hearing this, you can call in. Um, <laughs> like, none of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we've been over there. Uh, we just got, we just went to a trip there in February. And uh, we had a great, great, great time. It had been like four years that had passed since we saw each other last and and in in those four years we kind of started this company and and although he has known all about it um in the meantime it was really 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 cool to to get back over there and and touch base with him and um did you bring him some cheese well i didn't bring him some cheese (gasps) i didn't because it was a long flight yeah we would have had the hard for a fresh a fresh (laughs) cheese yeah. Um, do you stay in pretty constant touch? Like, how often do you talk to him? Well, Rachel's the my Italian is like I have the hand motions, but that's about it. Mm. Um, Which is so subtle and important. <laughs> I so mean, important. the Italian hand motions. It's <laughs> funny. My boyfriend tells me he lived in Italy for a little while, and you know he would go. You know, if somebody pissed him off, he would go straight for you know flipping him the bird. And they're like, no, 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 no. Right. They're like, there are four things that you do before you get to flipping them the <laughs> right, bird. Like, right, right. You know, the handshake, like the flip off the, the bottom of the chin. Yep. Like, you yeah, know, the, yeah. the fist shake or something. And then and you got to go in that order. Yeah. Before. Yeah, um, exactly. He was telling me about this, like, there's, um, okay, in that vein, if someone's kind of like jerking your chain, you, you can do those four things. And then the next thing is you kind of like touch them and push them off, not like in an aggressive way, but the amount of pressure that you put on like determines like there's such a language in that. So even beyond the like the you gesticulations, know, there's like there's uh, even further things that you can do. Like, like in, in America, you. it's like we're gonna punch you yeah. or not. Yeah, but in Italy, you can maybe <laughs> get a little somewhere get away with a little bit of something. That's very funny. That's like the American handshake. You know, it's like yeah. the firm handshake. It's, it's like very you know, somebody means business. It's very telling. Or you know, yeah, that's very <laughs> funny. Well, if I ever get into a bar fight in Italy, I'm gonna remember that. <laughs> well, I don't know if it works for like real like altercations, but if you're like you know just busting someone's chops, if you're having a spirited yeah. discussion. Exactly. Yeah. Which they do well over there. Oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, Rachel talked, like Rachel just talked to him yesterday. We're trying to, he, um, on his like ridiculous, like medieval, um, you know, estate, um, I would call, but they call it like their yard. He's, uh, <laughs> this like gorgeous, like olive grove and mm. he harvests them and makes olive oil for his Anateca. And we kind of roped him into, um producing and we're going to import it so the oil the oil Ooh, that's what exciting but be- what could make salvatore ricotta any better drizzled with dude and this delicious oil? olive oil it's ridiculous this yeah. oil um and he's so funny like we were like all right salvatore like what olives 
are here because you know americans are like what varietal is that and because um, i have no <laughs> idea what i'm talking about but if i say that then i'm going to intimidate you a little bit i'm um, right. sorry fellow americans um yeah me too me too it's all a learning process it's a learning process um and i'm interested in that stuff too so that was one of the reasons i was asking too like what kind of trees are these la 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 and he's, he's, he's like, like old these are my olive <laughs> trees <laughs> salvatore <laughs> olives yeah like what kind of you know what kind of olive oil is this is like my olive oil Obviously. And that's it. Like, any conversation, period. And it works for me. I'm like, great. It tastes great. the Salvatore great. ricotta. <laughs> the Salvatore oil. Um, so, yeah. We're working out the logistics, which is great for many reasons. But it's also great because uh, we get to talk to them a lot. And, like, it's they're fabulous. And stay in nice. touch. Well, um, we have to take a very, very quick break. And when we come back, we will. Uh, I want to talk more about your trip and uh, what other things you brought back with you besides an, a pending olive oil business. All right. Stay with us on Cutting the Curd. Welcome back to Cutting the Curd on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Anne Saxelby, and our show today has been produced and, and engineered, no easy feat, by Nat Wiener. Um, so we are here today with uh, Betsy and Rachel Devine from Salvatore Ricotta, as well as Katrina Vahedi, who is co-hosting today. And um, we are starting each segment and maybe ending each segment with a poem that we've written today at the shop about <laughs> Salvatore odes, Ricotta. Many odes to Ricotta. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and this ode is in the form of a limerick, much like the first one. So um, <clears throat> I'm going to give it a go. There once was a man, Salvatore. His cheese had a beautiful story. <laughs> Thanks to two girls from Brooklyn who started a cooking. His name now lives on in glory. Nice. <laughs> so good. He'll be so honored. <laughs> Can you translate that into Italian yes, for him? I'm totally yeah. going to. And make it you translate it right now because <laughs> no. I love when you speak Italian. Hell Just no. make it up. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> so Rachel is here with us, which is very fun. She she made it for the second half of the show. Um, when we left off, we were talking about your trip to Italy and um, how you were going to well, it's very interesting because Betsy was saying that more than the cheese itself, um, the reason that you named your company after um, this gentleman, Salvatore, was because, you know, you loved kind of his way of life and his way of, of being. And so it's very interesting that you're incorporating other aspects of his 
life and the and the and now actually the land that he lives on um you know into right. your business as well through um, the olive oil yeah you know what it's kind of like um i just thought of this like like terroir is like an expression of like the land um but it's weird like we've taken that a step further like to like an individual <laughs> i don't yeah. know what the word is for that but like salvatore war yes <laughs> manoir yeah <Exactly>. manoir <laughs> Doesn't um, have quite the same ring to right. it. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work on it. You guys are the the linguists, so uh, I'll put that in your court. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but he's just such like a larger than life character. He kind of lends himself to kind of wanting to like be in his world of you know of, like food and wine and you know when you go to his house and he has these like beautiful like rolling hills of olives. Like you're just like oh my goodness, I want to incorporate this somehow. Yeah, yeah. and you know it's and he's just a really really great guy too so yeah how old is the salvatore character Mm, i would say like early i was gonna say 40s no he's like 50s i don't know 50s but he's like he's living the life oh yeah and him and his wife are hysterical um his wife is stella and she's the sassiest woman on the planet like she just loves the sass i know she's She's like italian sass and um (laughs) she's like super sarcastic yeah like she just like is oh she's so much fun and they're a good pair because they you know they definitely like challenge each other and they're just like a really like they're a great couple um actually when we were hanging out um we had dinner and um they cooked like this amazing like tuscan feast um but just to get back to the two of them like we got we kind of got into an altercation with salvatore about um which is normal in italy oh, oh yeah. i mean honestly the i come of from argument. like a waspy like put it under the rug family <laughs> so Let's ignore that like, yeah to go we don't to have italy, any I'm problems like, oh or any differences <laughs> We're all the same. No, no, no. <laughs> it's like an art. It's just so it's crazy. Beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, but it took me a minute yeah. to like not have an anxiety attack yeah, over like everyone screaming <laughs> all the time. <laughs> um, so you got into an altercation. Well, we got. Well, this is like an interesting topic. I think about our our business and like maybe some bigger issues about you know tradition versus non-tradition america versus versus most of the rest of the world like the way our recipe works with ricotta is not technically a ricotta like to be frank it's not like now ricotta, why ricotta like definition means recooked and mm-hmm. to so you're making it with kind of the the remnants it, not yeah. with whole milk, but with skim milk. Traditionally, yeah. it's ma- it's a byproduct. So you make one cheese, and then what you have left over, then you recook it, and that's re- the ricotta. But right. since we're starting with whole milk, it's kind of like for for these Italians that have been doing this for so many years, it's like what you're doing? What? That's not ricotta. Mm. Like that's not our definition that we've had for you know hundreds of and hundreds of years and so that was definitely like a source of like what the hell are you brooklyn well, girls doing over there it's kind of hey the, you know talk about brooklyn like you know birthplace of like red sauce cooking you know <laughs> italian american food does not resemble no yeah. really mm. even in the slightest <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a real italian cooking i mean no, it doesn't and so yeah but sometimes not, not we're better that, sometimes we're worse yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no not saying that your ricotta is like that because it's divine 
no pun intended, but um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's a different thing. So you right. got into yeah, an altercation. We, we about got them. into it. It was it yeah. was fun, but it was definitely there was a point in the argument. Like this was like after like copious amounts of wine and like this huge steak and like all you know it was like the at the end and there was definitely a point where like we weren't understanding each other and it wasn't yeah. a language thing. It was like. He, and he basically was like, well, why would you take, like, an expensive product like whole milk? Sure. And, you know, it's like, it's silly. You could be making two cheeses out of that. Like, why wow. would you do I that? Just interesting. One. Right, right. Well, uh, that's so interesting, too, because I was thinking about, um, you know, uh, just the, the lifestyle that you were talking about, which drew you to this product in the first place and this guy. And, um, you know that is also very different from what we all know growing up in the States, like right. having the family house, staying in the town where you were born, having the family land that has many different uses to like kind of provide different things for right. your own sustenance and right. maybe also a little bit to sell to other people. And, um, and then the community that goes along with it for better, or for worse, you know, right. it, being part of this, uh, this small, small town community and being tied to the place where you're from. And so, um, yeah, I guess when you grow up like that, like those, those rules and the, that sense of tradition is so ingrained. I mean, it's so ingrained and it's like so important too like obviously it's 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 almost been a means of survival and like the namesake of Salvatore that we chose was to kind of tap into that but it's weird because there is this other side to what we're doing that is like so American right. and so like yeah, it's where you're coming from here's right. this like you know maybe this kind of peasant cheese what would happen if we kind of elevated yeah. it to something that's richer and greater and more decadent and like that's kind of American if we're going to stereotype yeah. sure that's what um, a lot of Americans are used to when they buy ricotta they're often buying whole they milk they buy whole milk ricotta right. even thinking about it right 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 yeah. and um, that's kind of I feel like just to interrupt for two quick mm. seconds I mean that's the beauty of like the sort of cheese definitely the cheese revolution that's going on in this country but also with beer and with wine you yeah. know people are breaking rules that have been established mm -hmm. for yeah. centuries and in Europe and sometimes you know depending on what their motives are it could turn out to be some sort of over the top kind of schlock or it could turn out to be something really pure and beautiful, just a different combination of, of elements. Right. You know? yeah. And yeah. we, and we definitely got into that part of the discussion with Salvatore too. And, you know, I'm in the wine business and there's so many examples, but like one right in his backyard is this whole super Tuscan thing. How, sure. you know, people weren't really allowed to, you know, they had to work in these like very um, restricting confines and they well, were like, explain those confines. Well, I mean, basically, there there's this kind of regulating body, and they say, oh, you can only use this grape, you can't use this grape here, and they're... Are talking about the DOP? Yeah, it, well, it's the DOCG. It's, like, the okay. basically the equivalent of that in, for wine. Okay. Yeah. It's four letters. It's even more serious. Yeah. Okay. So well, serious. there's also, there's a DOC and a DOCG, and that is, like, that's when, like, that's, like, guaranteed... That's what the G stands for. That sounds like rapper upsmanship. <laughs> totally. Um, it's like DOCG. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so basically, there are these producers um, that were like, you know what? We're going to make amazing wine and we're going to do whatever the hell we want. And, you know, now it's like er Super Tuscan is a name that like everyone's heard now. And these wines have really become, you know, kind of this example of like, you know what? We appreciate this tradition. You guys 
have that, that's great. We're going to do what we want to do. The Rebels. Yeah. And and it's worked out really well for them. I mean, the name Super Tuscan, like, it, it, it almost is like, you know, people are like, whoa, Super Tuscan. And, you know, it's, it's really... <laughs> Um, it's just, you know, one of the examples. There's so many examples of how right. that's happened. It comes up so much in food. It comes up in all areas of life. But food and wine, like, can you call any cheese that resembles Parmesan, Parmesan? Can you call any champagne that resembles champagne, champagne? No, you can't. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, it's these weird boundaries that have been around for so long and these uh, rules and regulations. And, and many of them have been set up to, like, guarantee survival for communities. But in in I don't know it's it's interesting to push push those those lines back or or not I mean whatever you want personally I think it's interesting to kind of mess with it and see what happens absolutely so where do you think the um, I mean where for you guys where does the I don't know I mean because you've taken ricotta and you've made it Salvatore which is something different from you know. From your average ricotta um i i definitely i don't know is your ricotta the the super tuscan of of <laughs> cheese i don't know i mean in a way maybe not because we're not okay you know you're not in italy <laughs> we're so not, it's yeah we're not in italy but in the sense of like are we basically kind of taking something and running with it yes and and that is true um like even okay the the cheese is really like dense and creamy and like that's because like i hang it for a really long time but like normally ricotta is not hung that long i just hang it that long because i like it so it's but further like, removed yeah. from the original product right so which and so that's very interesting so that kind of brings a full circle because artisans in general especially cheesemakers throughout the ages you know there were tons of producers of you know, Tom de Savoie. There were tons of producers of Fantina. There were tons of producers of, you name any, you know, artisan cheese from Europe. And in the, you know, those cheeses were all generally similar because of the region that they were produced in, because of the climactic conditions, because of the animals, um, because of, you know, the, the seasonality and the tradition there. But each cheesemaker had his or her own stamp you know, that would make their products slightly different from everybody else's because it was almost, it's a matter of pride for the cheesemaker, but it's, and, 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 you know, it's almost a measure of insurance that your cheese is going to be something, something very different, something very special. Right. So in a way, you know, that's kind of what you guys are doing. You're Mm -hmm. just taking this, this, this product, but doing it your own way so yeah, that it is it's recognizable like, right. from and it's every like, other ricotta. And I think that it's kind of like our interpretation too, which is another way of looking at it. It's like we totally appreciate and love ricotta and this is how, yeah, this is how we like it and this is our interpretation of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you have now, you've got the plain, which you've had for, since the very get-go. You have the smoky, mm-hmm. which is incredible. <laughs> um, that has. Is it time for a haiku? I think maybe it's time for <laughs> haiku. About, about smoky, I think it's time for haiku long. about smoky ricotta. <laughs> so we often, we no, often describe kidding. the smoky ricotta as tasting kind of like toasted marshmallows mm. without all the extra sugar because it's like sweet and creamy and <laughs> a little bit toasty and kind of like a campfire. Um, <clears throat> toasty marshmallow. <laughs> Welcome. I think this is going to be the dirty one. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the light of day. 
you complete my mouth. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, oh, just smoking with Bravo. Bravo. I don't know if I'm it so was impressed. dirty, but it was definitely sensual. Yeah, well, and the voice. Sensual. I felt like, I like a little, like, that. stirring <laughs> in my legs. I Katrina had smoky ricotta for breakfast this morning. Yeah. Let it be known. It, was, right. it, was it completed my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it's really like good with smoked salmon, too, like on a bagel. Oh, oh. my God. It's true. It was or, great with blueberries today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or bourbon. I had it with bourbon this, <laughs> this afternoon, actually. Hey. And that was really good. And yeah, I know. It was part of a tasting. Okay. It was a, you know, it was for work. Yeah. <clears throat> Strictly business. In quotation marks. Um, but so. We, I, I think we just have a minute or so left, but so what is, what's next for, for Salvatore? Um, so what's next is um, we're, we're going to take on the behemoth that is uh, mozzarella. Um, so it's to be determined whether we're going to maybe tweak it a little bit, but I think our goal is just to make a great, great mozzarella that's made from curds to the whole pulling process, which is kind of rare here. It's usually Americans kind of like buy the curd from somewhere else. Yeah. Or from Palio. That's a huge producer, literally. Like, you know, that's one of the biggest ones. So our goal is to like make the curd. Yeah. Maybe even sell the curd, but also Smart. pull it. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's 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 the next project so. all all in Brooklyn keeping it real keeping it real I mean I love I love 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 the American Italian American shops that still exist but are dying out that do the the fresh ricotta do the the pulling of the mozzarella and they you know in Queens and in Brooklyn and I think that's so cool and if we can contribute to that kind of tradition we'd be psyched it should become reintroduced as as part of our sort of yeah cheese right. cheese vernacular yeah. to be be able to get that stuff made you know right in your neighborhood yeah and then eat it same day I mean that's yeah because yeah, that's the name of the game with this stuff it's like the fresher it is the better and 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 if it's made here we're happy to yeah. I read it. an article a little while ago that was comparing refrigerated mozzarella with mozzarella that hadn't been refrigerated yeah. and there was actually a big difference it's a Night huge day. difference even if they're both made in the same day yeah. you put one in the fridge it and take it kind of seizes up and yeah, yeah it's not the same the texture of the proteins it yeah. gets a little tense <laughs> it's like I'd be tense if I got put into a refrigerator I know <laughs> yeah it's, it would not be pleasant at all um, well, so maybe we can have our first uh, tasting of Salvatore Ooh. mozzarella uh, <laughs> on, you know, in the studio here at the Heritage Radio Network. You will, Sounds be, good. You will be our first stop, Miss Anne Saxoby. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming out to do the show. And now we're going to go in and eat some pizza with mozzarella on yeah. top. <laughs> so excited. And uh, we will catch you guys next week right. on Cutting the Curd on Thanks Heritage Radio. Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks you. Thanks. <laughs>